0: Hello everybody. Welcome back to uh, our podcast. It's been a little bit. I forget the name of it. What do we call it? I don't know. It's been too long. (laughs) Business in up in uh, up. Oh, up in your business, right? Yeah. There you go. go. It's been about nine years since we've done an episode, but we're back. Uh, We're here with Will from Stack Influence. Stack Influence. Stack Influence. Um, I'm going to hear some good stuff today. So um, get ready, guys. Um,
1: We haven't done this in... Literally forever. Um, Yeah, I think our last one was November with Studio 29. Oh, okay. October. Not too bad.
0: October. Yeah. All right. So I almost like forgot. I was like, how do we even start this show? (laughs) Uh, Well, we have a little segment we start this with called 20 questions. Cool. So it's like rapid fire. Sweet. All right. Favorite color.
2: Favorite color. um, Turquoise. Favorite snack. Favorite snack. Dried mangoes.
0: Ooh. iPhone or Android? iPhone. Left or right? Right. Pick a number one to ten. Seven. Favorite number? Seven. Coffee or tea? Coffee. Favorite drink?
2: Um, Favorite drink? Like alcoholic drink? Yeah. Um, old fashioned. Aha. Hey.
0: <laughs> Ice coffee or hot coffee? Hot coffee. Steak or chicken? Steak. Oreo or Chips Ahoy? Oreo. Favorite vegetable? Also a hard one. Um, Vegetable. Brussels sprouts. Okay. Um, Prefer to work from home or in an office? (laughs) From home. Clean desk or messy desk? Clean desk. Your biggest inspiration or role model? Biggest inspiration or role model.
2: Um, Chamath Palihapitiya. Oh, all
0: right. All right. Uh, last time you ran a mile or close. I was, I was doing good for for a while. Uh,
2: but it's been now probably five months.
0: Okay. Coolest place you've ever traveled.
2: Coolest place. That's also another challenging question. Um, in the, in Vietnam,
0: I will say. Okay. All right. Um, first job ever.
2: First job ever was renting bicycles.
0: Wow. Yeah. Uh, Block Island. Okay, cool. Yep. Favorite day of the week?
2: Favorite day of the week?
0: Friday. Favorite part of your job?
2: Favorite part of my job is working for myself, I'll say. There
1: you go. Cool. All right. You did the veteran move by repeating the question to give yourself time to think of an answer. <laughs> <laughs> veteran move there.
0: Uh, there's some good ones there. Brussels sprouts. It's funny because we were just talking about Brussels sprouts like really? a couple hours ago in here. Yeah. We had another guy in for, about a podcast and we were just talking about a lot of vegetables and Brussels sprouts came up. And dried mangoes.
2: Really? Interesting.
0: Old-fashioned,
1: yeah. though. I can always get down with the old-fashioned. Cool. cool. Where it's at. Yeah, that's Mike's favorite.
2: You know, another Uh, funny, uh, kind of, I guess, um, leeway to, to break up the train of thought when someone asks you a question is great question. And then you go into the question, (laughs) you you compliment them on their great (laughs) job. Exactly. (laughs) Breaks it up. It, uh, it breaks the ice. It makes them
0: feel good about themselves. You know? Uh, Yeah. Yeah. That is a great question. (laughs) You know, I did good.
1: (laughs) Yeah. It was good.
0: (laughs) That's funny. Um, all right, well, so give us like a quick introduction of you, where you're from, and um, then we'll kind of dive into Stack.
2: Cool. Um, so, name is William Gasner. Grew up in Rhode Island, um, off in the actual island off of the coast of Rhode Island called Block Island.
0: So you could consider yourself an island boy. <laughs> <laughs> oh my God.
2: Yeah, pretty much. There's <laughs> an island boy.
0: <laughs> There's actually a video by them
2: recently that uh, um, they talked about Rhode, Rhode Island. island. Like, yeah. Rhode Islands are not island boys. <laughs> yeah, you know. yeah, yeah. They're like, yo, you don't know Block Island. <laughs> <laughs> I saw that. That's
1: so funny. We wanted
2: to hit them up and be like, yeah, you well, they're doing cameos now. now. Yeah, I I know, we, we almost bought
1: a cameo, but they wanted $200. And I was like, Damn. I can't. I can't like justify paying these people two hundred dollars just for like a fifteen second video. Yeah, even though it would be pretty sick, it yeah. would be pretty yeah. sick.
2: No question. But yeah, but some yeah. of those cameos get really expensive. It's crazy. Yeah, it's wild. Yeah. But uh, but yeah, um, I am the chief marketing officer of Stack Influence and one of the co-founders. Cool. Um, and yeah, lifelong entrepreneur, you could say. Um, cool. When
0: I was just about to say, like, when did that kind of really start for you? Like, what, what got you to think, like, okay, I'm not gonna, like, go to college and become like an accountant or a lawyer? Wait, before? real quick
1: before you answer that question, yeah, where'd you go to school if you lived on Block Island?
2: Oh yeah, on the, there is there is a island. I mean, a school
0: <laughs> on the island. <laughs> oh, Okay,
1: I was wondering before we yeah. get to like the yeah. after school, I
2: kindergarten like, through twelfth grade, about 350 kids oh, I graduated wow. with. Um, an entire grade of thirteen kids. Yep.
1: Wow. Yep. I thought my class was small. Yeah, that's insane. Yeah, it's definitely. Uh, um, Thailand it, about-
2: gets desolate in the winter, but in the yeah. summer it goes yeah. from I think a thousand year on residence to about twenty thousand. Oh, imagine. So, damn. Definitely blows up. But uh, that's luck. Wild. I got kind of lucky with a lot. Probably eighty percent of my. Of the 13 kids, um, <laughs> what is that? 10 of them yeah. are still really, really close friends. And, oh, that's uh, awesome. That's um, good. Yeah. yeah. So it's cool to have grown up with a group of friends that like, since we were in diapers, you know? Yeah. Yeah. As long as they're um, cool,
1: it's all that matters. Yeah. Exactly.
2: Not every class is as lucky, you know? Um, some people just don't bond and then you're kind of screwed. <laughs> and what year
1: did you graduate? Um,
2: 2009,
1: 2009. All right, cool. Yeah. Oh, so we're all yeah. around the same age. Yeah. Wait, so that,
0: now I'm wondering, like, as a kid, like, did you venture off the island a lot or was that... Um So... Because it's not cheap to, like, get on the ferry. We... so Relatively.
2: Rarely would go off during the winter except for sports. Um okay. And so if anyone was at all a little athletic, they're like, you're, you're playing all the sports. <laughs> you know what I mean? <laughs> we didn't have that many, but we had basketball, baseball, and soccer. Um, okay. And we were able to, we'd usually go play schools that were off the Island, obviously. Um, and we'd be able to kind of miss school for the entire day and take the ferry. So nice. that was probably when we would leave. Um,
1: so you're signing up for often. all the sports, right? You're trying yeah. To, just to, just to escape school mostly. Yeah. <laughs> and funny. cause they were kind of forcing us into it, but right, we did pretty right. good, um, That's
2: cool. with our no tryouts. Right. And we, uh, there's been a few grades that like won state championships in, in oh, certain right. sports. So. That's awesome. so our class yeah. was somewhat athletic.
1: I never knew there was a school on there. That's crazy. Yeah, yeah. I know. Yeah, it's, yeah.
0: It's, I mean, because there are people who permanently live there. And yeah, yeah. I but there
2: are. I think like Fisher Island might not have a school. I'm not positive. Yeah. Um Where they have to take the ferry over every day. Oh my god. Um, which sucks. But That's wild. yeah,
1: we took a a plane. To Block Island once oh, nice. for uh, a shoot that we had for um, like a, what was it, like a developer? A house yeah, developer yeah, he was a house builder. And uh, Good industry we went to go, yeah, he builds, he's like one of the main ones. So he gets all the contracts of the new houses on Block Island. And we went to go fly back and they couldn't fly back because of the fog. Oh, and we were racing to the ferry. and We almost missed the <laughs> last ferry to get back home. <laughs> yeah, because it wasn't... Um it wasn't even like peak summer. It was like March
0: still. So they weren't running as many (laughs) ferries. So I think the last one was like five. Yeah. Five. Yeah. And we, yeah, we just barely made it. Oh my God. Missed a few ferries in my (laughs) day. Yeah. (laughs) Always sucks. (laughs) You're trapped. Yeah. Right. Yeah. All right. Sorry to take us off on that tangent. I was just, I
1: was curious. I was like, wait, wait a minute. Yeah. (laughs) But yeah.
0: So yeah, I'm curious, like when that kind of got in your brain, what, what you might do.
2: So my, um, my parents ran a store on on Black Island for numerous years. Um, actually, one of the oldest kite shops on the East Coast. They no longer do it. But okay. uh, really kind of inspired from a young age to work for ourselves do and kind of thing. also creative people. So yeah. um, when I was actually 13, started making some crafts and selling them at farmer's markets. Oh, really? Um, yeah. So uh, yeah. started out selling cutting boards in the shape of actually Black Island and then... <laughs> some creatures like fish, pigs, cows, et cetera, right? That's cool. Um, And did that for numerous years. First started renting bicycles and then quit that job when I started making more money selling cutting boards. (laughs) Um, And then that started evolving, kind of it got me really into working for myself, um, evolved to a few other product lines, like started making some jewelry. Um, And then as I got older and realized I could, of get into the online marketing world. Yeah, that brought me into e-commerce, web development, um, and uh, and numerous other ventures, which we can go into more detail about. But yeah,
0: don't want to go too far. <laughs> yeah. Did you um, being like I feel like there was a, a period where like almost everybody like with Squarespace or like Wix, like simple website builders. Mm-hmm. Like, did you, you? I know you mentioned like web design or web development. Like, did you get into like doing that for anybody?
2: Yeah, so so once I started, that was kind of... I first actually started trying to do my own custom websites, learn how to code. Okay, um, Coding wasn't necessarily for me. Yeah. It was like you put a period in Very the wrong hard. place and uh, everything crashes and burns. Yeah. And it's like <laughs> three hours later and you're beating your head against the table. <laughs> uh, <laughs> but then I found, yeah, as the kind of Squarespace, WordPress um, yep. were really evolving, which they've, they've been around for a while, but the tools have become yeah. more accessible and easier to use. Um, got into that and actually built my first website on Wix um, okay. and then kind of made some stuff for my own businesses and started to realize I have a knack kind of for design. I've always been a pretty creative person. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and there were some people from my hometown actually specifically that uh, were like, I need a website too, you have a cool website, will you build me a website? And that got me into actually doing, I started doing freelance web development for for numerous years and then started a business um, with a friend of mine who also grew up in Rhode Island. Um, And we did kind of online marketing, web development, um, design consulting.
0: And at this point, how old were you?
2: This was... It was like probably my freshman year of college, so, okay, um, so like, like eighteen, yeah, nineteen, 18, nineteen. Um, and then honestly, did that until I was twenty-four. Wow. Um, I still like, I've still had it kind of on the back burner. I still will, yeah, Do help out. Saw. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. I Still have a few clients that I kind of will update their websites when I have some time. And um, your
0: your parents, being business owners of themselves in the past, like were they always really supportive and kind of like yeah. cheering you on from the sidelines definitely yeah
2: um, super lucky to have have their support because not every parent is right. that like go for it you know um right. and after graduating school i was they were supportive of me doing my own thing and not jumping into going to get a, a job right away yeah um and that i've it's helpful f- very very helpful yeah. um and even though haven't been making much money forever in my life, right? Right. <laughs> um, just starting to have a steady paycheck with uh with Stack Influence, but yeah. uh, um, but all of the ventures I was involved in kind of have led me to the place I am, and um, hopefully one of these days it all pays off. Yeah, right. <laughs> but,
1: <laughs> I mean, hey, you're trending in. <clears throat> excuse me, you're trending in the right direction, though. You know. Yeah, yeah. exactly. I mean, there's no better feeling like when you do get like payroll or you get paid from a company you're like 100 we like i built this like this is yeah. this is what we created you know from all that experience I oh there's now. no question yeah.
2: and the like being able to survive doing working for yourself and yeah. building it all and not working for someone being able to like pay your bills insanely rewarding just, yeah. yeah exactly um, and always made it work you know yeah. um definitely at certain points, had multiple hustles going on yeah, at one of time. Of course, of course. Um, which, uh, and now it's really been fine-tuning and focusing on my current venture because realizing spreading yourself too thin won't make anything successful. For right, me right. Um, and I'll, I would have stayed probably living month to month. But, uh, <laughs> um, but everything, like I said, has built to where I am today and yeah. uh, um, invaluable learning experiences along the way.
0: I mean, it's, it's crazy. Like sometimes you just have to like do what you got to do. Like along the way while you're building a business, I always tell this story, like our first year in business for maybe like the first seven to nine months, I would like Uber on the side. And so I forgot you did that. Yeah. I do too. Sometimes like I was like going through old text messages one day with Monica. And I remember like, and I saw like a text and she's like, Oh, how much did you make tonight? And I was like, she my stripper like what was i doing <laughs> and i would be like oh good i just drove this guy like to the mall or whatever so like yeah i would work like until like six or seven at our office and then i would go uber for like two three hours and then go home
2: That's it's all about Keep and, the hustle
0: yeah and then get back up at like eight the next morning and yeah. go back to the office and then uber again like
2: mad respect for that
0: it's just um, yeah you just gotta do it so yep anyway Um, whatever it
2: takes to keep on keeping on, you know?
0: Right. So tell us a little bit about like, we were kind of talking about it right before, but, uh, tell us a little bit about your kind of journey across the country and like LA and where you were living and moving from place to place.
2: Cool. Yeah. Um, so after I graduated school, I, uh, I actually was really into plants (laughs) for a while. Um, What'd you go to school for? I actually went. I went to school for biotechnology. Bio-tech, okay. um, so it was not very much into <laughs> what I'm doing now. Um, but Usually, how it goes. A little yeah, different. Yeah. Um, but I worked uh, in the greenhouse in school, and um, after school, I was actually in this pollen genetics lab. I was like possibly going to go really into doing um, kind of plant studies, etc. Okay. But then, really. I simultaneously, again, with the multiple hustles, I, uh, I was doing some website stuff on the side, um, that started to kind of start taking off and then also was still selling some of the jewelry, some of the cutting boards, um, and really wanted to have the freedom to not be locked down, really wanted to escape Rhode Island, honestly. Um, so I was like, okay, I'm going to quit this lab job, put the plants to a side, even though I still have a lot of House plants in my house. <laughs> um, and uh, decided to road trip across the country with, at the time, my business partner, um, who I started the web development company with. Got in his uh, minivan that would overheat <laughs> and, uh, and road tripped across and, um, and then kind of bounced around for about six months, living basically on couches, um, kind of Shit. building up this web development company. And started to land a few clients. Um, we're going to do another kind of tech company with one of his buddies there, but things fell through for yeah. numerous reasons. Um, and then ended up coming back to the East Coast, and really had a bunch of clients. Started that started taking off, um, and and then I guess where's the next part of the story? I I uh, started getting involved in more into the product world. Okay. Um, And do you guys remember the fidget toy trend? Oh, yeah. So... It was um, the spinny... Yeah, Yeah, yeah. fidget spinners. Um, Originally, there was also something called the fidget cube. So it was was a little cube that on each side had something to fidget with, like a joystick or uh, ball bearings. Um, That was actually what started the whole trend off. And uh, um, it was a Kickstarter project. It was, I think, the 10th most funded Kickstarter project in history. Yeah. And then that evolved into kind of the fidget spinners, et cetera. So a little side tangent story, but that um, my friend, another friend of mine um, saw this kind of happening and we decided to kind of get on the trend very early on and started to kind of manufacture our own fidget toys. And uh, it just took off. And that was quite an adventure in itself. Um, And that ended up, making me go back to California. So originally, um, again, kind of bounced around yeah. San Diego, San Francisco, a little oh, in LA. That's cool. Um, but then he was living in, in LA at the time. And so he was like, this thing's taking off. Let's get an office. Um, and you need to fly out here. Damn. And uh, so I was like, okay, I mean, and you're like
0: what, 23 or 24. This is, at this point? Yeah. I was like 24. Damn. Um, and, uh, still young to be like, all right, yeah, I'm going to move out to LA. Yeah. It was kind of the a reckless decision.
2: Um, I had just signed, a le- I think I was like four months into a lease. Um, <laughs> oh, like well, an apartment? Yeah. Oh, and, uh, and I still kept the apartment. Um, I was somewhat skeptical of if this thing was going to even I see. like continue working or whatever. And I was like, okay, I'm going to come out. I'll also stay on your couch. Yeah. We'll see how this goes. But then it just kept progressing and progressing and, and really blew up. It's kind of
0: working. Yeah.
2: It was really the first business that kind of showed me, um, kind of a larger scale. Like we started hiring, we had a full office, um, like dealing with massive accounts. Um, it totally blew up. And then huge also other lessons learned, like ended up losing all of the money we made, um, through various, kind of unfortunate events um through amazon through getting stuck with insane amount of inventory because the trend oh, died off oh, way shit. quicker than we ever imagined which we so knew it was had a trend all the
0: product and then yeah
2: yeah it was like basically the fidget spinner is just as you guys everyone just knows wiped it. it all out yeah right. it yeah. just became this kind of horrible meme and like I like the fidget toys, but I also am somewhat disgusted by them.
1: <laughs> like just plastic. see what it makes you sick. Yeah. There is
2: a hilarious, um, get those out of my fucking face. <laughs> I remember at the peak of the fidget toy trend, there was this video that was like the top video on Reddit of like best fidget toy trick. And it, it was a table. It had like, Twenty fidget toy fidget spinners all spinning, and then all of a sudden a hand comes out and swipes Swipes all the fidget toys into the trash. (laughs) (laughs) I had a feeling that was coming, Um, and that was kind of like okay it's, it's falling, it's right? Over. It's, yeah. yeah. Um, but that's which,
1: some, that's some tough lessons to learn, but at the same time you learn the lessons. Of so course, course. And of like, course. it's much better to learn on. them at 24, 25 than it is uh, at like 32. And thank God you saved the apartment back in. Brothers. Yeah.
2: <laughs> yeah. I, I ended up,
1: <laughs> I lost the apartment by this. time. Oh. Uh, <laughs>
2: um, I saved it for a long time, but, uh, um, I ended up just then living, staying in LA oh, after right. this all died yeah. off. Yeah. Um, again, This was like
0: at that point, sorry to interrupt. Did you still kind of have the web design thing kind of in the background almost? Yeah, I was still
2: doing that. Um, And uh, and then after everything kind of crashed and burned, um, we uh, I still kind of was doing the website stuff. Um, And then just really it was like a crash course lesson in scaling e-commerce businesses and a huge um, really intro into influencer marketing. Kind mm-hmm. of Amazon growth, et cetera, which all led to Stack Influence being born. Oh. Um, and so after I guess continuing with the story, after all of that died off. Um, how what was like yeah. the
0: timeline? Was it like a year that this company had like blew up and then and then died? Yeah, at- it was it was pretty much it was honestly like eight months. Wow. Yeah.
2: Pretty much a year from like creation to um, everything really kind of being crashing. totally done. Wow, that's um, fast. So super fast. Super. Well, it's fast. fast
0: like uh, not even like bad. Like fast. Like it died fast. But like maybe half that, or or a little over half, like five months to like explode. Yeah, like that.
1: Five months is. It was know, honestly I guess like, like, like a long time, but in if, like two months. It that's was fast. like So so. But you thick. you even said it yourself. You knew it was a trend, and you knew it was gonna die off eventually. We did. So. We
2: did. And and mm. that was. That was in the back of our minds always. We just didn't know how fast, and and it it died way quicker than <laughs> we ever anticipated. <laughs> and so that's really it's what like screwed a time us bomb. Over. You yeah. just don't
0: know how much time is left. <laughs>
2: yeah, as like one of the few things that like screwed us over was like we got in touch with. Do you remember them? All the fidget spinners being at like every gas station. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Um, we were in touch with a huge wholesaler who would who basically like controlled all these gas stations throughout the Midwest and. Um, and the West coast. And he was, when he wanted an order to be put in, he wanted the product within a week. Right. And our manufacturers would, it would take two weeks, three weeks to get it right. to us. Right? right. So we had to plan for this and basically like buy out, had, have an office that was just filled with fidget toys oh my waiting for his truck to pull up to just honestly. Yeah. The, yeah. And then all of a sudden it was like, things died and he didn't want to reorder. And
0: <laughs> yeah.
2: so that was one, Jeez. we ended up donating a lot of them to, uh, um, schools throughout California, which is cool. Wow. So they didn't yeah, totally really go cool. into the waste stream.
1: Got the good uh, karma going. Yeah, yeah exactly. <laughs>
2: but, uh, didn't That's get to cash in on story. the profits. <laughs> um, <unfortunately. laughs> it happens. Yep. Um, karma profit. What do you want? <laughs> yeah. yeah <right. laughs> and uh really A lot of kids are happy with yeah. uh, their fidget toys. Um, but yeah. And then, uh, So when I was living in L.A., my roommate at the time was also he actually also in a different business kind of got into the fidget toys um, trend was also a pretty big seller on Amazon. Okay. And uh, we started collaborating on some different ideas. Um, We were both doing some influencer stuff Um, unless you have any other questions about that. No, no. Yeah.
1: Keep going. Yeah. Uh, yeah. (laughs) And uh, wild timeline, by the way. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Yep. And crazy
2: uh, story
0: to have all this happen like by 25. Yeah, it was, it was <laughs> That's a trip. Crazy. Um,
2: no question. A lot of, uh, interesting experiences yeah. in my twenties.
0: Um, see what good, happens. Good stories face. for later in life when you have like kids, grandkids, like, <laughs> remember
2: those fidget toys? <laughs> um, <laughs> You're like what the hell are you talking yeah. about?
0: <laughs> Still your dad, have your dad lived on a couch one time.
2: <laughs> <laughs> yep. Um, but, uh, but yeah, basically um, Stack Influence was really born out of that because, and what, what ended up, and this is where I feel like a lot of my ideas have, have come from, was just throwing up a website, right? Yeah. Or just like doing a small action and then seeing where it, it leads to. Um, and, and that's really what we did was we were playing around with a few different ideas um, because I was still doing web development on the side, yeah. I threw, I made a website in a day for an influencer marketing company. We threw it up, um, and started to get people reaching out to us. Wow. And, uh,
1: You're
2: we like, did, Whoa, okay. yeah, we did try a few kind of different concepts. Um, actually yeah. the first one was thinking of, um, it was like an influencer escrow system. Okay. Um, so like, this didn't work, but uh, um, the idea was if you're going to pay Kim Kardashian right to post, she's going to charge you hundreds of thousands of dollars, in sometimes a million dollars, right? Sure. Um, or any celebrity, right. and just like if you're selling a house, um, there's been cases where you hire a celebrity to post on on Instagram on social media, you send them the money, and then they never post. Really? And yeah, and that's like, a thing. It's happened like there's a big article, Snapchat actually uh, Snapchat actually paid an influencer to promote their snap glasses. Oh, there's yeah. been other instances of this, um and the influencer never posted. And like, obviously, they're going to be in a lawsuit, et cetera, et cetera. Like wow. you probably signed a contract if you're right. paying someone a lot of money. Um, but in the same way, if you sell a house, a lawyer is kind of your middleman. you right. put money into escrow and then it gets distributed. So the concept was, like, we're going to be this middleman. Oh, I see. If you see. want to pay an influencer, like, $10,000 to post, you send it to us. We're going to confirm kind of all the requirements are done, and then we're going to transfer the money once the post is complete, right? Like StockX for shoes. Basically. And uh, so that was, I thought, it pretty cool concept.
0: Yeah, it's interesting. I like that.
2: Issue was no one trusted us as the trusted middleman. Right, right? nah. um, and we'd had some interest. and people reach out to us, but, uh, but then ended up transitioning kind of like when we, the initial people who did reach out to us for that were like, would you run an influencer camp? Like they kind of were like, would you do the influencer marketing for us? And we started to realize, Oh, there's actually more of a Spin demand off. for yeah. like these people are reaching out to us, not wanting the service that, we kind of initially thought kind of a of, variation, but a variation. Yeah. yeah. Um, and then, so kind of changed our direction, threw up a different website um, or revamped our existing website.
0: Yeah.
2: And uh, and then started to get more interest from that and ended up having a client reach out to us um, without ever even getting on the phone with us, sent us where it's like, I want to do this. Here's the money for it. Wow. Wired us money without ever even, just through email, right? And so we were like, okay, we got something here.
1: Cool. Um, and that was
2: really the birth of Stack Influence. And that was in 2018.
1: Oh, okay, cool. Yeah. You, do you think that you being in LA <clears throat> played a big part in this because, you know, that's like a, a huge influence town? Do you think that kind of helped with the footprint? To, just for the jumping off point?
2: Yeah. Yes and no. Um, it wasn't necessarily... Like they didn't find us specifically because of LA. We definitely had LA on the website, but like more,
1: you have more of a pool of people to pick from in LA than compared to you know South Dakota or something. You know because like four influencers, yeah, like influencers out there already. You know who or people who are spying influencers, like definitely. I mean,
2: if there's any. Place in the country for <laughs> yeah. it's yeah.
1: either uh,
2: LA or Miami, I would say. Yeah. Um, but I would say no, because how we found our actually first influencers was literally DMing them. Like, and Which it wasn't necessarily people who we knew or like were in, M- uh, were in LA. Okay. Um, it was just finding random people online yeah. who fit a specific aesthetic, right? And messaging them and saying, hey, um, do you want. To do this promotion in yeah. exchange for a free product. Also, to circle back, um, we kind of so our platform is unique, and this is how we kind of n- niched out, you could say, in the influencer world. Um, we focus on micro influencers, so yep. everyday average people. Um, and the concept, to give you a brief overview yep. of the spectrums of influencer marketing started out with celebrities kim kardashian etc glorified product placement right you yep. you're uh you're giving someone who's popular a product they're going to promote it and it's going to lead to sales this has evolved to people or brands realizing that an everyday average person someone even with only a hundred a few hundred followers right um can be an extremely effective kind of promoter for you yeah yeah um and the concept behind that is when you only have a few hundred, a few thousand followers, it's mostly people who you've met, your friends, your family, your close acquaintances, or right. people who just like love what you're promoting about, right? Sure. Yeah. So when they post, you're going to get much higher engagement rates, right. right? Like just because people trust you more, yeah, yeah. Um, comparatively to like obviously lower amounts, but in a percentage base, it's going to be much higher. It's like 10%. Right. Um, comparatively to like a celebrity with 1%, you know? Right. Um, and then more authentic, right? It's like a real person promoting. Yep. And so then the name of the game though, with the micros is you need to scale them. Cause obviously like hiring one person with a thousand followers isn't going to get you that much awareness, right? Sure. Of course but If you get a thousand people with a thousand followers, you have a reach of a million. Right. right? So, That's really where we find like honed in on. Um, And that's how we were just kind of DMing people. And another cool benefit to the micros is a lot of people are willing to do promotions just for a product itself without getting paid. So it's cheaper. You're diversifying your risk. Right. Um, And, uh, and that's really where we, where we focused on and where we see uh, why people hire us today.
0: Yeah. I mean, everyday average people, I, I've always seen that as like, it is just so much more organic. Like if you see Kylie Jenner, like holding a Pepsi can, you're like, great. I didn't just come up with that. She
1: created world peace with that one, (laughs) that one can. You didn't see that.
0: But like, you know that it's so fake. Yeah, Yeah. exactly. Whereas like when I post on my Instagram, about my k-swiss shoes like it's obviously
1: organic i love my k-swiss shoes because we all know gary v's listening so i'm not wearing any today actually i'm wearing nike but what um, made you um yeah. kind of focus on the micro because you know you're a young kid you're in la i feel yeah. like everything's more gigantic hype. everything you want to do everything huge you want the kylie jenner's you There's want the big names yeah. like, definitely like what that, it's very smart to think like that but what made you kind of look towards it that way instead?
2: It really was from our past experience yeah. um with kind of selling our other products, the oh, fidget right, toys, right. et cetera, was that we did hire out some celebrity influencers and then we also did kind of some micro influencer okay um stuff. And micro influencers just always gave us better results.
1: And it was yeah. cheaper. Um, so it was a case study for you basically. Yeah. Was, <laughs>
2: we really and and that was there was a few issues with it, um, which is what we really set out to solve with Stack Influence. Cool. But, uh, um, but yeah, it just is a more effective tactic. I mean, there was an article like I think like four years ago about a celebrity influence, like five million followers that couldn't sell ten sh- t-shirts, right? And it's like
0: exactly well, you what think you think said, of like how many bots and like fake accounts yes. follow yeah. these big celebrities like yeah, buy can, followers. Yeah, hundred percent. Yeah, hundred yeah. percent. Or it's just like um, fake like fan accounts like if you search like a celebrity's name yes they'll come up like Kim Kardashian will come up but then there's like 10 profiles that are like Kim K fans Kim K club Kim, exactly. you know like it's, exactly. just, it's just reposts of like fucking dumb pictures of Kim K like out in the world yep yep there's no question about that And it's like oh my god doesn't her outfit look so good like every celebrity there's like fan pages <laughs> yeah
2: no and as you mentioned it's like a lot of times when a celebrity posts or someone is really popular you're it's obvious that they're getting paid you just scroll like, like, right by it yeah exactly exactly whereas there are now regulations where like um Federal Trade Commission is like any type of post regardless of scale needs to be kind of um established as a promotion which is we do abide by. We try to do that. Is
1: that what people put like ad hashtag in front ad of yeah, yeah. hashtag yeah. like sponsored. or like sponsored by?
2: Yeah, yeah, exactly. So you actually have to do that now, which is really good for the consumer. I mean, you don't want to at the end of the day trick someone, um, right? But truthfully, it is. It's more blatant when a celebrity is promoting something as opposed to a normal everyday person, right. and uh, it's just yeah, it's more authentic at the end of the day. Um, and Makes it, sense. It results in in better better ROI, right. better conversions. Mike gave
1: me um, kind of a quick question. Yeah. Um, when he's talking about like, you know, the followers and, you know, people have bots and stuff like that. How do you go about picking? Mitigating. Yeah. How do you like, there's, you, you must be like an expert at looking at a profile now and being like, well, you're not, you're, you're yeah. not have that many followers, <laughs> Like you're fake. You know,
2: we've, we've actually developed a tool that will scan through a profile and analyze if it has fake followers, fake engagement, et cetera. Oh, right. Um, If you want to do that yourself, very simple things are like, first look at, honestly, engagement rate. So engagement rate's like, how many people like or comment on a post comparatively to your follower base? If you have 20,000 followers and you're getting 30 likes on a post, you have fake followers. You know what I mean? Things are changing. The, The Instagram algorithm and other social media will now kind of show your content to... People who are really only engaged, so that is affecting things. Like there are profiles that have real followers that do get low engagement just because the algorithms are are only showing their content to people who are really engaging with it. Right, right. But it is a really telltale sign. Um, and then a secondary thing is if you go, you know, how you can go into anyone's follower base and like yep. see the profiles. If you scroll down that list really quickly, you'll see little accounts that might not have a profile picture. And honestly, if you just randomly select accounts at random, if you come to an account that ends up having, like, very low followers, so, like, they might, maybe 50 people, 100 people are following them, but they're following 7,000 people. It's a bot.
1: Got you. Right? And so it's super easy to tell. And and they probably have no posts or anything like that. Literally, yeah, exactly.
2: Um, It'll be usually a lot of times private, so you don't even know. Um, mm, okay. But okay. that's a
0: very easy telltale sign. Um, I always feel like I find them. Um, my guess at least is like lots of X's like X, X like their username is just like yeah, full of X's definitely. or like no profile picture. Yeah. Or they have like, that's something else you're looking at with the X's. Huh? No, <laughs> <laughs> <Asshole>. <laughs> um, or they have like 30 pic, they 30 pictures posted. But if you look at them, like the, the people in some of them are all different. Yeah, Like one will be like a brunette male. One will be like a, a, you know, like somebody who looks totally different and then it's like another female and then it's like another male. (laughs) You're like, these are all different people. (laughs) Definitely.
2: There's, there's actually these automated ways to like literally auto post content, like search for this hashtag with like, and then find a photo on Instagram and then repost that on your own profile. Like you can really automate. Like yeah. everything from following to liking to, and it's crazy um, that well, you it,
1: see the comments all the time where it's like, oh, check out my profile. Like it, you can tell that it's spam yeah, comments. Yeah, yeah, the spam yeah, comments. Yeah, everything's spelled wrong. It's like <laughs> yeah, yeah. a million periods in there. Yep. Yep. DM
0: us to collab. <laughs> Love your <laughs> profile. <laughs> yeah.
1: Yep, yep. Instagram's really,
2: really cracked down on that recently, though. Have and, they? I was just just about and to. a lot of the social platforms um, to a point where now they're banning like real user accounts. Like that's my, the special uh, they're playing.
0: One of my friend's accounts got banned. Uh, Sean got, they got banned like, um, I don't know, maybe a month ago. They, they're a wedding company and they were going back and like tagging old posts with the vendors that were at mm-hmm. the weddings. And, and it, they did like several in a row. Cause they realized like they yeah. used to not tag the vendors. So they're like, Oh, we're going to go back. So they were like tagging vendors and their account got like deactivated and they thought it was gone for like 24 hours. And then they finally like reactivated it. Yeah. It's it's wild. Facebook's
2: playing and all
0: the social platforms are playing a
2: kind of crazy game right now where it's like figure out who are bots and who are not. And really they're banning. They're, they're yeah. so close to that threshold that they're banning a lot of real
1: people now. Um, crazy. yeah. Would, would you say that stack is mainly, uh, Instagram? Based? Yeah. Right
2: yeah. now, um, we're predominantly Instagram. Okay. Um, we are evolving into, I mean, TikTok's blowing up the video centric platforms where the future is moving um for sure but instagram just has the the largest user base um and is honestly the most popular platform for
0: influencer marketing so um that's really our bread and butter and with with your guys's like influencers you picked are you guys kind of finding pretty much anybody from across the country or how do you go about picking regions regions so we i'm sure it probably depends on the client and the product? We actually target, so we tap into
2: um, Instagram's API. So like there's ways to kind of filter through all of Instagram's database of users, mostly searching actually through things that people tag um, or places people follow. So really two ways is um, if they, if someone uses a hashtag, for example, let's say hashtag yoga, we can source those profiles. Um, and then collect anything that's publicly available. So like information on their profile and the yeah. information in their posts. Um, so by targeting that type of person, a secondary way is like finding people who are following a popular yoga profile, right? Okay. So the idea behind that is um, we're making an assumption that if you're using a hashtag yoga or you're following this popular yoga profile, you're probably interested in yoga. Um, yeah. Sometimes not. Maybe the yoga profile is just, you're a guy and <laughs> <laughs> um, you're following them uh, for that purpose. Yeah. But, uh, but it's an initial assumption, right? right. Yep. Um, and then we kind of feed it through our own platform. We analyze things about kind of the data that we've collected. So um, we'll kind of use an AI-based um, analysis software that'll figure out like keywords in their bio, in their posts, um, to make more categorized assumptions based okay. off of them.
0: Yeah, yeah,
2: and then we also eliminate people, right? Like this is the sec, the last step is like a filtering process. So it's like eliminate anyone who our system determines as fake followers. Eliminate gotcha. someone who doesn't have enough posts, right? Or isn't posting as frequently because they're not going to be a as good engaged, promoter, right? Yet.
0: Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um,
2: doesn't have high enough engagement rate. um gotcha. Not enough follower bases, et cetera.
0: Cool.
2: And then once we get our final list, we actually feed it into what we call a human validate dashboard. So it's actually a a mini dashboard that brings up their profile and has very simple, excuse me, tagging mechanisms um, where we give this out. We use a bunch of freelancers to go through each kind of final filtered profile and confirm assumptions we've made. So we'll say, is this person actually interested in yoga or like the outdoors? Are they, what kind, what gender are they? What age range are they? Um, or does it look like they're actually located in the U.S. or were they just tagging okay. the U.S., right? right. Um, and then that kind of goes into our system. We now have them categorized by, again, still some assumption base, right? right. And then we invite them to join our community. But doing all of this analysis up front makes it so that when we invite them, we get very high conversion rates. Sure. So we can actually, we'll send you a cold email, right? And we'll say hey, we found your profile. We saw that you're interested. We think that you're interested in yoga, right? Um, would you like to, we have, here's a list of cool health and wellness products, um, that our community offers. Would you want to be an influencer? Right. And because it's so highly targeted, most of the time we, we hit it on the head. Um, they're like, yeah, this sounds cool. And then they, once they join our community, they, uh, kind of give us more information and they confirm all the really, extra assumptions. Right. Sure. So then for any given campaign, we're actually really targeting. So then when a brand comes to us and is like, I want 500 influencers, a thousand influencers, we're now only really requesting You're choosing from yeah, a much
1: more very targeted yeah. niche list. They're vetted. They're vetted. vetted. Yeah, yeah they're vetted. exactly. Yep. Mm. So with that kind of the software you initially use to kind of, you know, weed out and see people, what they're following, what they're doing you ever thought about monetizing that and yeah, I mean uh, there's no question about that. Um, and like, yeah, cause you could, you know, lease that out to other companies trying to do the same thing. And if they don't have that technology that, you know, that could valuable. be valuable.
2: Yeah. No, no, you're hundred percent right. Um, that's <laughs> that has been a, a thought of uh, um, no question, but mm-hmm. at the same time where we, so this kind of also goes back to the problems that we set out to solve with Stack Influence and with micro-influencers in general. Um, so a few is one, finding people, what, right, which we solved with the software we built. Yeah. Um, but not only finding them, but managing a lot of people in a short time period, yeah.
1: right? Getting yeah, a lot yeah. of people to do some tasks. Making sure they're doing it, yeah. Yeah, because
2: again, the name of the game with micro-influencers is scale. Um, and so that is very time-consuming. Sure. Like even if you know you have a full list of all these people who are vetted and they're like the perfect aesthetic communicating with all these people, answering their questions, getting them to actually like complete posts in a timely manner is, is a crazy amount of time.
0: Sure. Um, It's like having kids or employees,
1: right? (laughs) Like 500 kids on a campaign, just trying to email them back. Go brush your (laughs) (laughs) teeth.
0: Wash the dishes, take off the trash.
1: So there are, We're not alone
2: in creating kind of a massive database of influencers and vetting them, right? There are a bunch of other companies. We've specialized in the micro side. So we actually have honestly one of the largest databases in the world of, or in the US at least, of micro influencers. Um, But the model that most actually of the bigger influencer platforms have done is this kind of like, here's a database of influencers and like, here's a way to kind of find vetted people for you. Um, and then they give you tools to kind of communicate with them, to reach out, to negotiate transactions, to sure. pay them, yep. confirm stuff. But what we found again with the micro, that's cool and great when you're dealing with celebrity influencers, right? You yeah. only need to find a handful to be effective. Right. Like unless you have this massive million dollar marketing budget and you can you want to do like hundreds of them. Yeah. But uh but normally it's like you only can afford a to, couple a couple. Right? Yeah, yeah. Um so great great software for that. Cause you're not dealing with that many people, but when you're dealing with micro influencers, you really need some kind of, you need a lot of time to deal with. Even if you have this tool to find all these vetted people, right. it's still like, you need a full team to actually like manage everyone for sure. So that's really what we set out to, to solve. And so that's what our platform really does. It's agency management. You give us your inputs. You're like, I have this health and wellness product. I want to target people interested in this specific kind of niche. And, uh, um, I want 200 influencers in this time frame. Um, you put in your inputs. We build out everything for you. We communicate with the influencers. We make sure they actually post and don't steal your product. Yeah. Um, and um, and then confirm all the posts, do the analysis for you. So it's totally hands-off, right? Um, and then another kind of cool additional benefit is our community is 100% product compensation only. So yeah. there's no payments, which... Yeah. Honestly, like would be a crazy surprised. Like every other influencer you talk to will give you a different rate normally, right? And so, but for us, our kind of pitch to someone which a lot of our influencers at the end of the day do want to get paid. Um, but we're like, hey, joining Stack Influence, you're not just getting one free product, right? You're getting numerous free products. We're gonna kind of link you up with top brands. Yeah. Um, you're gonna build your influencer resume. We kind of call the platform like the entry point to the influencer world yeah, um, or the gateway to the influencer world. And, uh, and you're going to kind of build your social fo- following until you become kind of a
0: larger influencer. I was going to say at some point, like we were actually like giving a brief explanation to our buddy who was here earlier. He's like, Oh, well, how does that work if they don't get paid? I was like, well, cause I did a little bit of research on the website. I was like, well, they get products. And if they're, you know, if they only have like 500, a thousand followers, like, some ways, like you know they're not worth spending real money on maybe um for lack of a better phrase but um you know they then grow and then they become like an actual influencer and then they get paid like big bucks
2: yeah 100 percent um and that's that's really it's
0: like going to school you learn
1: and then you come out and i was gonna say you gotta learn somewhere
2: right completely completely um and a lot of them i mean some of them are really worth paying. Right? Sure, sure, um, of course. And uh, if you were just a brand reaching out to them, they're going to probably charge you. But because they're part of our platform where it's like they're getting additional benefits right. by um, and a lot of products, et cetera, yeah. um, they kind of are willing to bypass that fee. And so mm-hmm. then brands working with us can actually work with a community of influencers who they don't
0: have to actually. And that's kind of, of your in there. That's the advantage of yeah, you. You have guys. a whole a big, yeah. Yeah, network. Yeah, yeah exactly. Yeah, network. It's a great word. Yeah. It. We're,
2: uh, we're saving you money and time
0: is All really right. the essence of our platform at scale. Yeah. That's badass. How do you deal with uh, people who don't post? They just take the product and he shows up with right a action. baseball bat. And, <laughs> uh, <laughs> it's a great question. Uh, <laughs> Cause I'm sure it's, as much as you try it, has to have happened or yeah, yeah i mean right? at normally we see it actually happening 10 to 20% of the time
2: um so we came, we came up with this interesting solution to it um we actually get our influencers to purchase our clients products for full price from their online stores and then you refund them and then we once, refund them yeah. once they complete a post so if they don't post we don't refund that's them that's smart yeah. that's smart yeah so it is like it kind of came back to our original
1: escrow idea right mm, yeah yeah, um, yeah but in
2: a different flavor yeah, instead right. of
1: yeah, they're buying it from the actual company now instead yeah. of holding the money. Yeah. Yep. Um, and so the company totally still gets it. the sale.
2: Exactly. Right. Exactly. Right. And ends up honestly, a lot of, uh, our clients end up getting more sales than they do posts. And we only, how we also charge is we just charge a flat fee for right. a successful post. So if an influencer doesn't post, we don't charge you. Um, gotcha. so for any given campaign, you're getting like 25 to 50% more sales than influencer posts and, getting that for free that and, was, may, cool. and
0: maybe there is sorry maybe there is people who i don't know maybe they just forget to post oh 100%, maybe i'm maybe 100%. i'm giving people the benefit of the doubt but no no
2: you're you're completely right There's <laughs> and then
0: in that sense the company the client still makes out because they got the sale and yeah. you didn't have to refund them
2: more often than not it's not malicious that the influencers don't it's just life becomes busy right like they signed up for something like it's not they're not getting paid a bunch of money like it's not their full-time job and there's a million things happening in their life and they like get the product and kind of forget the timeline and uh and don't see our emails not everyone checks their email yeah and uh most of the time like they'll after we (laughs) we're like hey you're not getting your your money back you know they're like don't worry about it. Like, I'm sorry. I I just forgot. Yeah, I I forgot life became busy. And at the end of the day, they actually want the product. So it's like most of these people, Eh, they're all real consumers right? because why would they be doing a a product compensation campaign if they didn't actually desire it? Yeah. I mean, uh, again, there's the other factors of like growing as an influencer, et cetera. But like you want to desire the product if you're going to spend time for it.
0: Right. Um, 'Cause like, you know, just subtle flex here. One time, uh, I got hit up to be like a micro influencer. <laughs> <laughs> I'm, totally of, to bring this up. I'm totally joking. I'm totally joking about the flex. Um, no, it was actually they were like a a friend, basically this girl who was like a marketing consultant. Yeah. She was doing work for this uh company in Rhode Island that makes like um men's and women's like fashion jewelry, not like expensive jewelry, like fashion jewelry. Yep. And they make some apparel and um so she started working with the, that company, and she reached out to me, and she's like, "Oh, hey, like I I like your Instagram, Mike. Like we'll give you like two free products. Can you like make a short video and like post about it? Because she knew we make videos. And yeah. She's yeah. like, Could you make a video? And I was like, All right, like I guess. She's <laughs> like, We can't pay you, but like we'll give you whatever, like up to a hundred dollars a free like product. Yeah. And I was like, All right. So I did it, and like to my own fault, I felt so bad. It took me forever. Cause like, I just, I'm so busy. And yeah, like, yeah. you were one of the guys that didn't post. <laughs> yeah, like It didn't, I took me forever, but she I did end up. the product. She wanted like <laughs> no, an actual video. And I was yeah. like, Oh my God, I gotta like bring my camera home and like film the thing. Yeah. I ended up making it on my phone, but I think it came out. Okay. <laughs> and, um, I just remember like, it took me like several weeks and I, I felt really bad. I kept DMing her. I was like, I'm so sorry. Like I promise I'll make the video today. I'll get the post up. But, um, uh, it that's, happens. that's why I say like, maybe you give people the benefit of the doubt sometimes. Cause I know that like in my case, it, you know, it', it I was uh, just busy. It's it
2: most of the time it is yeah. just because life becomes busy for people. And then occasionally they're like, I don't remember ever signing up for this. And it's like, we have an email have like yeah, like, seven like, correspondences with you. Um, Bullshit. but, uh, but yeah, it, I got a uh,
1: random question. I don't know if it yeah. makes sense with your business like style or with the company style, but, would it ever evolve to a place where it's not product based, but you could do like, say there's a show coming to town or something and they wanted to advertise in the Providence area and you have all these influencers in the Providence area and you can get them to post about this show that's coming. And like, maybe they get like maybe not free tickets, but maybe they get like a t-shirt from Mm -hmm. like the the thing. Yeah. Like PPAC or something like that. Like, uh, do you ever see yourself expanding in that way?
2: Definitely. Um, yeah, that's cool. I mean, service-based promotions, um, kind of in-store promotions are something that, um, we've actually been thinking about a lot, like Um, send
1: one of the influencers somewhere. And yeah,
2: we, I mean, we're now, we have a lot of data also on where people live now. Um, just because like they give us that information or we can figure it out in a few different ways. And, um, we've already had some clients like Um, even like liquor companies where they can't ship out a product, but they could get you to go into, um, a local liquor store and buy something. Right. Right. Yeah. Um, but also event based promotions. I think no one's really doing that right now. And I think that's actually a huge, huge market. Right. It could be
0: big. And I feel like with micro influencers, like I would totally like being a regular person, like if I got two free tickets to some comedy show or a concert or yeah. like something, it's like a nice date night out for me and Monica. And like, Completely. I would take the free tickets to sure. make a post about it. And I'm sure yeah. a ton of people would
2: No, a hundred percent. Um, and also it's pretty authentic, right?
0: Like right. It's like, cause you're not going to actually go like, I'm not going to go sit through like the nutcracker if I don't want to actually <laughs> go like that's two hours of my time. Yeah. I'm not. I'm gonna. Yeah, fall no, asleep. completely. You but know? if
2: you like comedy and there's a, exactly. a free comedy show, you can actually go to. And
1: then who knows if he 100%. posts the comedy, you get you know four or five friends. They're like, oh, I'll go too. Exactly. Then they sell the tickets. Definitely. And yeah, the Definitely. whole thing goes there.
2: And at the end of the day, like that's the stuff that I think normal like people who don't wouldn't consider themselves you could say like an influencer someone who would yeah. ever even do some sort of product promotion yeah. would post about, you right. Know? Cause they're posting about it normally. Like if you go to a comedy show, a lot of people, I go to a comedy like, show. I put shit on my story. Anyway, exactly. Like exactly. Checking like, out
0: fucking whatever the comedian's name is. A
2: hundred percent. Other th- similar things are like you go to a restaurant, right? Like you post about the of course um, and another kind oh, of yeah. like really cool industry that I, that I sounds- see micro influencers being huge and um, really, in person, geographically located kind of campaigns, um, being run and being super effective. Um, yeah,
1: restaurants, definitely. The opportunities are endless. Everybody loves yeah. to, go out to eat. Yeah. yeah. Everyone needs to eat. Everyone <laughs> needs to, go out to eat, you know,
2: other interesting concepts too, that, um, we've thought about are like nonprofit promotion. Um, okay. or like, like environmental movements, et cetera. Like people love to promote that on social media as well. Right. right? Like things you care about. Mm-hmm. And, uh, and it's crazy how much some, ideas can spread like wildfire. You have yeah, black yeah. lives matter, me too movement. Um, and that's a really, really cool kind of industry. Um, we believe it's going to be kind of the next frontier also for micro influencers. And, uh, yeah. it's just figuring out also what is that compensation? Right. You're saying, Cause like you're not giving yeah, yeah, a physical thing, but there's numerous ways. Like you can have a badge for like, being a representative of this nonprofit, right. or people like do anything for a t-shirt, t-shirt too, as uh, well, that's t-shirt stickers. Um. Yeah,
1: but it goes back to what you're saying, where it's all about someone is passionate about a product, but now right. if they're passionate about a cause, or they're yeah. passionate about you know X. You exactly. can literally transform that into almost anything,
0: completely. Yeah, like especially
1: sorry, especially with like
0: nonprofits and like movements and stuff. Like that's almost something where like people are more than happy to like not receive compensation for because like if you're getting compensated to like speak about a cause, like it feels ingenuine. Like if somebody paid me a hundred bucks to like talk about, I don't know, PETA, I'd be (laughs) like, it's not really me. (laughs) (laughs) What about a million dollars? (laughs) Now we're talking,
1: (laughs) (laughs) man, I've been vegan since I was born. (laughs) Change your whole profile aesthetic. Yeah, no uh,
2: question. Um, no, there's a lot of, and what I was going to say before is uh, um, last time we spoke, kind of like we want to rebrand the idea of an influencer because there is this negative connotation to yeah. be almost like a passion promoter. Is like being authentic is um, the future, in my opinion. And yeah. it's showing We're just bombarded by inauthenticity all day. Even people who are like portraying as being authentic are inauthentic, right? It's like kind of the essence of a lot of social media platforms. Yeah, hundred percent. And we bypass it now. It's like people with like perfect like environments and aesthetics like don't catch your eye, and the one that's more similar to you and really more authentic is what makes you stop and like yeah. pay attention, right?
0: Like, I think we've made um, this joke, like people's bullshit detectors are very,
1: very good these days. Yeah, they are. They Especially when it. you have the checks that you have within, you know, five or you no, know, what, 30 seconds, you can tell a profile is fake or not yeah. just by yeah. those two little tips you gave us.
2: Completely. It's just completely. So like the more, again, authentic, authentic, authentic and authentic. someone actually promoting their passions, the real, like that's how things will spread. And, be really effective. Um,
1: I love those videos that like they'll show like someone's taking a photo in front of like a crazy lake or something and they pan around and there's just a line of people (laughs) behind them just and They're all just waiting to take turns in front of like one thing. (laughs)
2: Yeah. We, So I was kind of telling this also before um, we started, but uh, um, early on after founding Stack Influence in LA, we ended up actually, my partner and I ended up moving to, Southeast Asia to really mm. build out the company yeah. main reason was LA was really expensive and we were broke yeah. and uh, <laughs> living in Bali, which is absolutely beautiful was probably a 10th of the price. I was going to say, they say um, it's dirt cheap out there. Yeah, it's crazy. Um. So, but ba- Bali is the land of influencers. Yeah, that, really? Yeah. Because like, I like I've heard that. all food, like every restaurant has beautiful presentation. You're in these insane, like it's just, it's beautiful landscape scenery. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Everything is perfect to kind of portray this like millionaire lifestyle. Everything's photogenic for like $10 a day. Um, like, but you can spin
1: it if you want. Yeah. I see what you're saying.
2: Yeah. So, but it really, (laughs) to, to your point, like nonstop, you'll see people like in this place that, there's just crowds upon crowds of people <laughs> and like one person is just like in the corner where like taking a selfie or having someone like shoot them where it like looks like they're all alone in this like beautiful, like yeah, yeah, you know? yeah. it is beautiful, but it is just like <laughs> yeah. very inauthentic right, right. and now I can't trust any, <laughs> any travel photos
0: or promotions speaking of travel um, and like fake influencers, did you ever watch the fire festival documentary? I did. What did you think of it? It's insane, right? I actually have a really funny story about fire festival. Oh, um, let's hear it. <laughs>
1: yeah.
0: I'm glad we Wait, got here. Was Stack yeah. influence behind it. You guys tried to hire <laughs> Billy McFarland, right? No,
2: <laughs> but, uh, um, but my old web development partner, um, predicted the fire festival. Really? Yeah. Um, so his, um, <laughs> this is so funny. Um, his family has a house in the Bahamas. Okay. And he, the Bahamas is kind of like a, it's a small community, right? Yeah. Um, and, and depending on which Island you're on, but he started to see these, um, he's also a mathematical genius. Um, and like very, very analytical person.
0: Yeah.
2: Um, he saw these kind of posts go up about, um, what was a Java rule? Like yeah. doing this big concert. Yeah. And he literally was like, like he was watching it, but he was like the logistics behind putting on a big concert here. Just are like, Yeah. Like don't make sense. Like you're, you're taking a little Cessna, like tiny plane to get here, like to book a flight. It's just like, they don't even have like a good booking website. It's just like so many things were just not adding up. Yeah. yeah. And then he was watching it. Cause he was like, as it was evolving and, uh, started to see them selling like crazy. Like the tickets were like, the insane. packages, yeah, yeah, the packages yeah. were just insane. And it just kept getting more and more like unfathomable. Basically. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and he was like, there is no shot. They're going to like, yes, they There's may no pull it off work. somewhat, but what's going to happen is like all these extra things that they're promising people. He did not think it was going to crash and burn as hard as it did. But, uh, but he knew that like, some of the people were spending, some of the tickets were whatever, like $100,000 or right. something. Like villas like, and yeah, stuff like exactly. that. Yeah, exactly. Like, those people were not gonna get what they paid for yeah. and they're gonna want basically a refund and they're gonna want to sue, right? So I actually made a website called firefestivalrefund.com. And-
1: You bought that domain? You bought that really? domain. That's smart. And we
2: launched it <laughs> what? Um, literally, like, we had it up a week before the Fire Festival.
1: It's not still
0: up, right?
2: And we, no, um, which I, I I have some screenshots and stuff. Oh, that would um, be amazing. But we started running ads um, on Google for Five Legs a Refund. Oh the day it my launched. God. So I was watching it literally step by step crash and burn. And it was like insane. Like, Like, what? just watching Twitter and like posts come in about it. And then it just became way more of a nightmare than we ever thought, you know? Um, but we got like, I think like 40 people to like sign up. So we were going to like, the idea was we would put together like a clash action lawsuit,
0: right? Oh my God. And And like fight for them.
2: Yeah, exactly. Um, (laughs) and, uh, but what ended up happening was that it similar to kind of the fidget toy, (laughs) trend where it died off way faster this also died off or crashed and burned way faster than we also ever expected it was like massive right and what ended up having another thing is like this was a rudimentary also idea we like did not have the experience to put together a class action lawsuit (laughs) or like we had like a friend who was a lawyer and like some connections to other lawyers that we're going to get maybe involved but like really had not much experience in this yeah yeah and then as it became the biggest nightmare ever um, celebrity lawyers like got involved and yeah. like they were putting on this lawsuit. We started thinking of like maybe sending, like selling the leads to them, but it, we never
1: ended up doing anything with it. And then also you have, <laughs> if someone's spending a hundred grand on a ticket, I'm sure that they're going to go running to daddy when they need to, you yeah. know, get their <laughs> lawyers. And Yeah, yeah exactly. Yeah.
2: <laughs> there was a big class action lawsuit that ended up happening. Yeah. Um, it's still wish,
1: going on or do they, you know, I'm not happened? even sure. Yeah.
2: Um, but it was funny to That's, to <laughs> to that's watch it. Yeah, happen that's crazy and have that you called it. it. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, it wasn't me, it was him, but uh he day one. I was like you're crazy for thinking this. Yeah. I don't even like what are you even talking about? You know, what sure. I mean, But I'm like, sure, let's try this thing and it was just so funny how far then it proceeded. Like when the documentary yeah. came out, yeah. I was like this is so surreal.
0: Like we were it's so funny one. to like look back. I remember watching it and I was like I feel like I don't even remember like this ever happening, like in real life. Like I don't remember ever seeing it. It's not, it's not really something I would go to anyway. So yeah. I was like, maybe I just wasn't targeted, but like if Kanye and Kim and like Kylie Jenner and everybody was posting, it, like, how did I not? Yeah. I honestly did not.
2: I personally didn't see it. I was only seeing it because I was looking into it from him. Right. 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 But like, I know it, it, it really was, uh, Freaky. it's crazy going back to the influencer side, I was, uh, they did it amazingly. Like they, they really had an awesome campaign with didn't influencers.
1: Didn't they um, like screw a lot of the influencers out of the money though? They didn't pay them yeah. for the post and stuff like yeah, that. They,
2: yeah, They know they, they s- scammed like everyone. <laughs> yeah, um, that's wild.
0: Yeah. I remember they interviewed like,
1: like uh, cause it was like, fuck Jerry's marketing agency yeah. that was running it all. And they had the marketing guy that was, uh, yeah, yeah. he was like just mad at them. So he was just, dishing out everything. Yeah, oh, yeah. oh my God.
2: Yeah. I knew, I actually know one of my really good friends who I grew up actually with, um, on black Island, um, lives in New York right now. And some of his best friends were part of the, um, it wasn't fuck Jerry's, uh, agency, but it was the other one who actually did kind of the video content for them. Oh, okay. Um, the name of it's slipping me, but, um, but yeah, they were also yeah. very heavily involved. And it was funny talking to them Jeez. about everything. Um, but yeah, Insane. crazy world we live in.
1: Damn. Yeah. Well, Firefest, Firefest throwback right there. Haven't yeah. heard that in a long time. <laughs> I know. Even the documentary is like, what, two years old? <laughs> Got to be at least that that yeah. old. Yeah. No, yeah.
2: Gave that negative connotation to influencers as well. You know, that's why. Well, that's why. Right? Yeah. I
1: think yeah. It, wrapping it back to the whole influencer yeah. thing. That's like number one.
2: That also blew up the idea. Like a lot of people had no idea about even celebrity, like the concept of influencers and that really put it into the ethosphere that, that uh, True. kind of like the power, this is how it can yeah, work. Yeah. Like you can really create this mass awareness um, and yeah. honestly convince a whole bunch of people of something that is <laughs> not going to be a reality <laughs> <laughs> of, of something. And that's the downside to influencer marketing. Right. Uh, right, um, right. But then, if you
1: have someone, you know, like you guys that are reputable and have the, the backing you know, and you have, you guys have a strategy yeah, where these right. guys were just throwing shit at a wall and hopefully something's <laughs> stuck. You know, of
2: course. Um, another kind of, I mean, at our campaigns are opt in, right. Another benefit to not yeah. paying people is, or like, is like when money is your incentive, you might not care what you're promoting. Sure. You know, like exactly. you're, you're care That's about the point. money. Yeah. Um, but when you're just getting compensated with the product, you better want the product right. first off. Um, and it's going to be more authentic because you're not just like doing it for the cash. Right. Um, But because of that, we also have an opt-in process. We're not forcing influencers to be like, you have to promote this. Like there are product lines that people come to us. They want to do massive campaigns and we reach out to influencers. And even though we have a large enough community that we think is kind of the right aesthetic, um, they're just not interested. And then we have to come back to the brand and say, Hey, we can't run this campaign for you because, you know, you yeah. just don't have high
1: enough conversion But That's rates. a difference between you and a lot of other people. Yeah. A lot of other people be like, yeah, we'll do it. And they'll try to figure it out yeah, where you're like, fake, no, yeah. we know we can't. <laughs> yeah. Like yeah. you're honest with yourself. And I think that's good. Try to be. Yeah,
2: <laughs> <laughs> we have to be. Honestly, it's like we want to be authentic as possible as a right. company. Because you're going to um, get
1: more repeat yeah, business, repeat business
2: And it's the influencers are going to be happy too. the other downside. And it's um, is that like if we're bombarding influencers over and over again with things that they don't care about or that right. they would feel as inauthentic, they're going to leave our community. Right. Sure, they're going right. to like, screw yeah. them. Um, yeah. like, why do you keep bugging me with all this shitty stuff right. <laughs> 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 with fake events that are never gonna happen? <laughs>
0: yeah. uh, um, I just have like kind of one last question. Cool. Um, what would you say is like kind of the future plans maybe near and far for, for stack? So, we just really revamped um,
2: our entire kind of brand dashboard tracking system, how influencers receive promotions, how they collaborate with us. Yeah. Um, so, part of the reason this year has been quite hectic is uh, we just launched a lot of new features and Sweet. Um, really pushing that forward and creating kind of the ability to, like, we've had the ability to scale, but like, not to the extent of making a company where we see we could be. Sure. Um, And so we're laying the foundation for that now. Um, In the future, our main objective is really just to be the end all kind of largest community of micro-influencer, everyday influencers, right? Um, Or passion promoters, whatever you want to call them. Um, But really the go-to place if you want to start to kind of start an influencer journey, um, which we're, we're getting there, um, but not, to the full capacity that we see possible. Um, And then also like, if honestly making people who would never consider themselves an influencer into influencers (laughs) in a weird way, right? Like, like there's a few, I personally, even though like super passionate about influencer marketing, I am not someone who would want to like promote products on my social. I actually like, I don't I have a bunch of business social media accounts. I have like a hidden personal account. You know what I mean? So I rarely post stuff. Um, but I wouldn't I normally wouldn't post cer most products. Right. You know right I, mean? I right, don't right. don't imagine myself. But there are products now that come in that I'm like, I want this. Yeah, and yeah. I like am going to try to do a campaign. Like, I need to get my follower count up. You know what I mean? Um You're so like, let me search
0: through our community, William. <laughs> <laughs>
2: so that's where like if we can get to that level where we're like a lot of people who you would never like, both you Expect, guys, yeah, 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 are like yeah. doing campaigns. Like we have the right. Check photo me out. I'm
0: at you. Mike Nealon.
2: Yeah, just <laughs> I got you. I'll send you an invite. I hide behind. Um, the, I hide behind <laughs> the camera. Yeah, <Is> true. <laughs> um, and then kind of the last other thing is honestly evolving into other spectrums or other industries, as we were talking about before, like yeah. moving beyond products and going into um digital goods right like yeah. a lot of companies have interest in our platform about just like saas um apps
0: um, oh, yeah. but
2: then actual service providers like again, if you could get free tickets to a comedy show go f- skiing for free yeah um skydiving like i feel like a lot of people would do that and it would be great would, promotion that would be promote so like
1: cool. the you know the providence bruins or something at yeah. the planet yeah. of the dunk you know like stuff like that um, uh, yeah
2: yeah and then physical locations like uh um Restaurants, etc. Yeah, that um, could be a huge one. I feel like. Yeah, my, my birthday's next future, week.
1: Can we get like an influence for my birthday? <laughs> yeah, throw, throw an insane party.
2: <laughs> Promote it all over social media. I got you. All right, you'll be a beta test for us. There we go. <laughs>
1: <laughs> Perfect. Stack party, we'll call it. <laughs> Speaking of that, I meant to ask you. Uh, this maybe will be my last question. The name. It's kind of a sleek name. How do yeah. you guys Stack come up influence. with
2: it? Yeah. Um, <laughs> My uh, my business partner came up with it, but uh, um, it's it's funny because my jewelry company that I started when I was in high school is called Home Stack, um, and it's stone stack jewelry. I actually have some right here. Um, so it's little beach stones. Oh, cool! And uh, they're nice. in a little stone stack, right? It's like this oh yeah,
0: yeah, little Zen
1: that's yoga sweet. vibe. Yeah, but, that's cool. Um, so
2: I also really love. Stacking stones. <laughs> and oh, balancing them.
1: Those are badass work when you see up. them on the side yeah. of the yeah. Right. Right. exactly.
2: On trails or like yeah. on the beach. Um yeah. so when he said that name, I'm like all about stacking. That's also awesome. <laughs> um, funny work. But it's out. kind of also a double entendre of like stacking products, right? right? right. Stacking papers, yeah. like building, right? Building your stacking. influence. Yeah, right? yeah, yeah. Um, and uh, and yeah.
1: Cool. That's awesome. That's thought behind That's Sweet. super cool. I mean, it's stuff I've never even really thought about. And I know we were talking at the networking group the other night and like when you first started talking, I was like, Oh shit, like this is a crazy idea. Yeah. it's a cool concept.
2: Yeah, it's been uh influencer world is really cool. Yeah. Um and uh it's been a wild ride yeah. diving really deeper into it because uh we had some experience again with the products, but um have entered in a totally new world and, yeah. and it's growing like crazy right now. Right. Um, and, uh, I see a, a really bright future for it.
1: Um, Fuck yeah. So. Any, any piece of, I know it's kind of tough to, you know, narrow down one, but any piece of advice you would give to someone that's trying to start just their own company, the company. in general or, you know, trying to take that leap.
2: Yeah. Um, first off, start it like put something up and test it. Right. So many people have ideas and just never even take that first step. Like they think they need a million pieces and it's like,
0: they got to perfect it.
2: Yeah. And it's like, you can get again, stack influence started by throwing up a website, which using WordPress. Right. right? And it's like, you can use Squarespace. You can put something up. You might not be found on Google, but you can show it to your friends. You can like Uh. spread it a little bit and get people's feedback. Right. Right. Start is number one advice. Other two big advices um, after the numerous ventures I've been involved in are the idea, like whatever idea you're pursuing, I would say, be passionate about it and like, like it. Brand right. It, right. Most importantly, <laughs> yeah. don't just do
0: it for the money. Yeah,
2: exactly. Because there's going to be a point where it's going to get tough. And if you don't enjoy what you're doing, the money is not going to matter. It's not going to matter. You're going to, st-
0: no amount of money is going to yeah. make it fun.
2: Yeah, exactly. And it's, as you guys know, running your own business it's, uh, it's hard oh, you yeah. know? and it's long hours. And um, if you're not caring about what you're creating, you're going to give up at some point. Uh, right? And your yeah. work's going
1: to reflect that too.
2: Yes, definitely. That's um, a good one. And then yeah. I would say the last thing is your team is like Amen. going to business with people. You could like, like and care about same thing True. with the idea is like you're going into somewhat of a marriage with <laughs> your co-founders <laughs> um and uh and you're going to war you know like i always so. joke
0: that like i almost see you more than i see monica <laughs> yeah. almost
2: <laughs> yeah no i mean there's there's truth behind that and it's like and that's a hard thing too yeah. like finding not only people you also get along with, but people who balance you and are good business partners, you know, like a lot of people sometimes will, they say, don't go into business with your friends and family. Right. And it's like, because things could blow up or you might not be the right fit. Right. But like, truthfully you should care about your business partners as much as your friends. They should be your friends as much as your family, you know? Um, Absolutely. And so I've seen past ventures I've been involved in. Um, A lot of my other friends who have started businesses I've seen, that explode. Yeah. Actually, is the number one cause of business failure is um, the team partners. Yeah, and it's breaking like, out, like more like than oh, yeah. like timing, the idea, money. market, money yeah. is like honestly issues with the team and yeah. things crash and burn when there could have been huge potential. If you
0: can't, if you can't like compromise and like communicate Definitely. and just be willing to yeah. like work through a problem with somebody, <laughs> yeah, it's it's never going to work yeah, completely completely because you be call people out as man. much as like I, we always say like him and I are such a good balance and if I would say we both compromise depending on the time like sometimes yeah. I'll compromise and say you know what yeah let's let's go that way or he'll say yep okay you know what you're right mm-hmm. like you just have to be willing to do that because otherwise it's never
1: going to work it's and it's going to explode yeah when you're in that situation too like the best thing is like all right what do you, what are you thinking You know, and I say that, I say that to Michael a lot, like, all right, we're in the situation. What do you think about it? You know? So like we can kind of, you know, you can see what's going on and gauge it. Yeah. You don't immediately be like, this is how we're doing it. This is what's going on. Exactly. Like like, neither of us is never like, okay, here's what happened. And here's what we're going to do. Yeah. It's a Yeah, talk. It may take an extra 10, 15 minutes, but it's worth everything. Yeah.
2: There's no question about that. Um, and yeah, that can be really make or break for most companies. So, uh,
1: yeah some good advice though yeah I that's like a good that. one yeah. great
2: the three lessons I consistently tell myself <laughs> <laughs> in any business but the current venture Stack Influence we have a great team yeah. um, we're all passionate about the idea and uh, how um, big is the team so two other co-founders um, and then we have about 10 employees awesome um, good for you that are across great. and actually 20 people in South America and Columbia who are our customer service team damn great. that's um, great but uh, much more like freelance and on yeah. the side um, yeah that's but awesome. Rapidly huh? evolved. Like this is recent developments. Yeah. Um,
0: so That's awesome. But we all get along. And where can people find more information, learn about stack, reach out?
2: Yeah. stackinfluence.com. Um, Feel free to email me at will or William at stackinfluence.com. I have both the emails. <laughs> 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 That's funny. Depending on what persona I want to. Work <laughs> on. Um, and, uh, and yeah, yeah. Find oh. us online. You can, Go on social media, stack influence as well. Perfect, basically. Don't have any fake followers. You get yeah. taken out in a second.
1: Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Don't try yep. to come up to stack with some fake shit. <laughs> <laughs> it's not
0: coming. Not happening. Yep. Cool. Well, well, thanks for coming on, man. This it's was fun. a pleasure. Thanks yeah. for having me. Good stuff. I'm glad we figured it out. That's I know. Definitely. All right, guys. Thanks for listening to another episode of Up in Your Business. Uh, check out our Instagram page at Up in Your Biz Pod at Focus Forward Media. Check out Will at Stack Influence and um, hope you guys enjoyed. Adios.